This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-NBA alumni. Here's Bob Boniol from Alt-NBA 17. Who were you and what was going on in your life when you decided to apply to Alt-NBA? Wow. It, you know, it's amazing because, uh, and I think this is probably the case for a lot of people who do Alt-MBA, you, you, you sort of, maybe you find it at exactly the moment when you need it, or you find it at the moment when it's going to empower you in a, in a way that, uh, you know, is extraordinary. You know, when I first heard of the Alt-MBA, um, you know, my wife and I had, had been running our company as primarily a design firm for about 15 years and we had had a lot of good success, but at the same time we could see that, that there were fundamental changes happening in culture and happening in the industries that we participate in, which are entertainment and experiential marketing and architecture. Um, you know, and we under, we, we were feeling a, a strong feeling that we wanted to leap with the business that we wanted to, take it to not just the next level, but what could be the next five levels or 10 levels? Like if we could allow ourselves to dream of the ultimate manifestation of what we were doing, what would that look like? And I, you know, and I don't think we were entirely sure of that. Um, And we, we also certainly, there was a great deal of uncertainty um, about ourselves. Like what would our role be in a new thing? Uh, And could we grow into that? You know, we were both, uh, we both came we had both come from really kind of crazy journeys uh, through the world of entertainment and theater in particular, and had worked as technicians and sort of backstage personnel and uh, had against all odds, you know, sort of broken through the barrier from that to being the design level and then the principal creative level, which is not entirely common. Uh, so we had already had, you know, the extraordinary occurrences happen and we, but we didn't understand how we could then maybe also become business leaders. Hmm. Uh, so we were in the midst of that, right? That that was the stew that we were swimming around in. Uh, and, and it just so happened that I, that I talked to a guy. Uh, he's an agency guy, and he's actually very involved with esports. Uh, and, and he said, you know, we we're just talking. He said, yeah, I just finished, you know, do you know Seth Godin at all? And uh, I certainly knew Seth and knew of Seth. I, I had designed the TED conference for a number of years and I saw Seth every year. We, I'm not, you know, I don't want to imply that we were buddies or anything, right. but, you know, I, I ran into him. I'd, I'd have to, you know, there were a couple of occasions when he gave presentations and I had to be involved with that. Uh, so I was fully aware of who Seth was. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I just did Seth Godin's Alt MBA. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, and he talked about it in the same way, in the way that you have to talk about it with people who haven't done it. It's kind of like Fight Club, right? You, you, the first rule is you don't talk about Fight Club. Right. Uh, you know, so, you know, he, in very obtuse ways, he's like, well, you know, I can't really, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to try to describe it because it's something you have to experience. But it was something that really leveled me up. It was extremely intense. It was really focused. It happened really fast. Uh, and I'm like, so immediately, I'm not even off the phone with him, and I'm Googling this, and and again, met the charmingly hazy description <laughs> of what it was. But but I knew, you know, I knew everything that, that Seth was about, and, and knowing that he was involved with it, I knew that whatever it was, it had to be an incredibly high-value thing. Uh, so I told my wife about it, and she's like, let's do it together. 
Uh, and uh, so we applied, uh, and we didn't get in uh, because we applied super late in the cycle for the, the one uh, that was next. Um, uh, so then, you know, but, you know, as happens, you, you get invited to try again uh, for the next cycle. Uh, so then, for the next cycle, we did uh, try again, uh, and this time we got accepted. And uh, and, and in that case. Uh, Colleen, my wife, she ended up in a di- you know an entirely different session of it uh, than I did, which is I'm sure entirely intentional on the part of uh, our fearless leader, uh, you know Kelly Wood, and um, uh, so that you know so we found ourselves doing this, and we knew that we maybe we had a sense we knew that we were going to be trying to shift the business, and we had this idea that we were going to shift it from. Uh, a design company company into more of an agency model. Uh, and so we, we, we decided, okay, we're going to take this quarter, this business quarter. We're not going to do business development. We're not going to see gigs in this quarter. We're going to take a leap of faith that we're going to take that time instead to entirely focus on shifting ourselves to be prepared for this role and to also try to more fully understand what it was that we wanted to build. And central to that was going to be participating in all of MBA. Uh, and so that's what we did. And it was uh, pretty breathtaking to say, yeah, we're not going to take work for 60 days or more while we, while we build this company pivot and in the middle of it, re-educate ourselves. Wow. Like you were definitely all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause we didn't know, you know, our, you know, the, on the other side, we figured our, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss, and Tim Ferriss likes to say he he has uh, this idea of like like writing a catastrophe narrative. Like if you're about to take a leap, a leap what could be the worst thing that could happen? You're not going to die. Like you know, anybody could die at any time, but you know, it's not going to be because of that. So what could happen? So the worst thing we figured could happen was that we would be, uh oh, we're going to go back to what we'd always done, and we're just going to have to scramble a little bit to to get our legs back underneath us. But, but in the meantime, there was this chance that something extraordinary could happen. And it did. Can you talk more about that? Your friend said that you will level up. So how, how would you say you and your wife leveled up in all MBA? You know, there are so many lessons that come came with doing alt MBA. And I, and I love the beauty of the, the thing was that, You know, there was always the surface lesson, like, oh, now we're going to work on ideating, finding good ideas. And now we're going to learn about sprinting to, you know, we're going to do the 99 ideas thing. We're going to have a little sprint and we're going to just see what happens. Like, we were learning surface tools and we were learning about surface topics, right? But then always, always underneath the prompts is the lesson within the lesson, right? The, 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 The bigger takeaway. Uh, you know, the, 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 the idea of learning tension, right? For instance, you know, and the idea that the coaches were maddeningly obtuse and quiet sometimes when you would ask questions and you're just like, please give me guidance. I just want to, I want to meet a metric here. Tell me what my metric is. Zip. No way, man. Not going to do it. You know, so, so there were these underlying principles that were being communicated through these also incredibly valuable lessons of the prompts, you know, and I think that a lot of, look, we had never been through business school, right? 
Uh, we had led big efforts to get big things done, but we had no formal education uh, in business best practices and in team leadership and building and in, in process organization for these things. So at, as I mentioned, at the surface of the prompts, we were learning all of these incredible, valuable uh, sort of best practices for, for, you know, for actuating business. And then underneath it, we were learning these extraordinary individual lessons at becoming effective leaders, mm. uh, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, it, it's like, I can't, it's not like I can, I, I, I can say, oh, you know, here's these KPIs, you know, you know, something I learned in all time, yeah, key performance indicators, right. But, you know, uh, or, or return on investment, there's, there's not a lot specific that I can say about it, except that we came out of the Alt MBA, and, and what had become clear was uh, that we wanted we were going to turn the business into a hybrid experience agency, which we felt, which was a new vocabulary. No one else had said that they were that kind of thing. It perfectly encapsulated this idea we had that we create environments for storytelling, and that all kinds of people have stories to tell, spaces have stories to tell, and the people that inhabit those spaces have their own stories that have to mesh. And all that added up to hybrid experience. So we discovered in Alt-MBA that we were going to build a hybrid experience agency. And we discovered that we were allowed to dream about and try to make manifest like the most amazing version of that. So we came out of Alt-MBA and we're like, okay, if we were going to line up like the eight or 10 most amazing partners that we could bring into this business, who would they be? And we, we wrote that list up we reached out to those people and every one of them was like, hell yes, we want to be involved in that kind of thing. Wow. Uh, so we had learned that we could, we could maybe seek to achieve the unexpected or we could be open to, to receiving or to, 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 to building something we hadn't even really dreamed could be possible in the Alt MBA. Uh, and then that happened. Uh, and, and everything felt, you know, when we came out of it and we made this pivot and we added these people to the company and we rebranded the company and we had, we immediately had a lot of big press that went with that and everything clicked right away. And just immediately we were, we were getting the work we wanted. We were getting the projects we wanted to do. Uh, and everybody immediately went happily to work. And by the way, we built something on the model of what we'd learned in the program, which is that we can be distributed, that we don't need to be in the same room, that we can rely on things like Slack and Zoom. Uh, you know, uh, we love the semiotics that go with Zoom, you know, to see people and to have those shared moments and to like virtually be together. And then the, the capability that Slack brought to it, our business is built like the, the Alt-MBA is built. And it turns out that that model of communication, that model of participation, that model of collaboration was perfect for what we wanted to do, too. So that was a giant takeaway for us. We bet the farm and, and we were like, well, in worst case, if it doesn't work out, we'll just go back to doing what we did. But uh, there was, you know, out the other side, uh, when we got launched out of the cannon of the sprint, we just kept sprinting. And we just turned it into a sprint for the business. And it was so amazingly effective. And at the same time, we had this incredible community that we had now become a part of who continued to be uh, in every way involved with the discussion and the, the advice and the, 
the availability, uh, you know, it just, for us, the building of the business became the ultimate prompt at the end. Yeah. What are you working on now or what's next for, for you? Um, at the moment today, uh, I've been asked by, uh, there's a, there's a dance company called Alvin Ailey Dance Theater, American Dance Theater. Uh, they're a prominent modern dance company and they've been around for, at this point, 60 years. Uh, and so they've asked me to, uh, write and create a special piece for them to celebrate their 60th anniversary as a company that's a, a very multimedia driven piece. So today, what I'm working on is putting together the presentation deck uh, to explain what that is. And this is version two. I had a brilliant idea, and I went to them, and it was I, I had fully fleshed it out. And they loved it, and they thought it was awesome, but they're like, but Bob, you only have three minutes, and what you just described <laughs> to us is kind of like a feature film, and we don't think that you can communicate all this that fast. Uh, so they, they repointed me. Uh, and I joyfully accepted that feedback because, because man, I learned to, to, to take feedback and all. Uh, and I said, this is great. I love it. I know exactly what not to do now. Uh, and, uh, and so I've gone in a different direction. So today I'm, uh, today's my deadline. I have to ship that by end of day. Uh, so this morning I've been working on shipping that. And uh, I've just arrived back. Uh, from a, a, a big workshop that I was doing with a brand that I can't really talk about at the moment, but that was a really exciting and amazing thing. And it was the basic premise of it was we created a, a space to allow this giant brand to try to do some visioning work into what 20 years from now looks like wow. uh, for consumers. So we when I just got back from that. And so after I finished with the Alvin Ailey thing, I'm going to have to dive back into that and do some thinking about what the takeaways were and, uh, and deliver, if you will, the, the PS uh, to that experience to my client so that they, that, you know, that they have clarity as well. So that's in the immediate future. And then, you know, after that, there's a whole bunch of the things we do, which is a little bit of shows and a little bit of architecture and a little bit of experiential marketing. So switching gears, one of, one of the goals of this podcast is to help alumni connect with each other um and so i have a fill in the blank reach out if blank reach out if you're stuck you know if you're blocked um uh my superpower is listening deeply uh and and then one of my superpowers is listening deeply and trying to find the question that really needs answering which is often not the question you're asking yourself or the question that you're stuck on uh, so if you're stuck, reach out because, because I love to do that listing, uh, and to help. Um, uh, if you find yourself needing to do something creative and it's not something that you think is within your natural tool set, reach out because I bet that I might be able to, uh, point to some molecules within your makeup that are, uh, creative beyond your wildest expectation. Um, um, and if 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 you're in search of uh, if you're in search of joy, reach out. Um, and 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 I mean that in a very much in a way of like if 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 you're in a place of darkness, um, uh, reach out. One of the things that I do is I, I work also as uh, a, a counselor for people in recovery 
and specifically for people with addiction. Um, so, you know, when people are in dark places, uh, one of my greatest joys is to help them. And the, those, the darkness comes in a lot of gradients, right? There's very serious sort of bottom darknesses, but there's everyday darkness too, where it's just like you feel overwhelmed. Right. Uh, reach out because, because I will always pick up in those cases. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Bob.